I went to a banking seminar this weekend. And I guess the whole world knows no one parties like a banker. <laughs> anyway, all I know is I woke up this morning with a man in my bed. I don't even know who he is. But I do know one thing. Apparently, I married him. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. The day is here, the moment we have all been waiting for, finally have reached this point. I know one person who probably wasn't waiting for it. Ooh, well, that's another story. The era is over. Era, era, era. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My name is Al, and I had a dream I was doing this podcast last night. I guess I was so excited for the Jefferson episode, but uh, you two were replaced by two six-packs in the fridge. (laughs) Yes, but Jamie, you were empty. (laughs) Oh, wow. Dan's cold. If he's so cold, why do I feel the burn? (laughs) Now, am I married to one of you? Uh, Oh, probably Jamie. All right. Come on. Let's go back to bed. Bye, Daddy. (laughs) And I'm Dan Chase. It's me. It's me. Oh, God. Yeah, she was so excited it was her. (laughs) It's me. It's me. Oh, he yeah. went right to Kelly and then Peg. <laughs> Dude, I have plenty to say about that scene. I have plenty to say about that scene. So, yes, here we are. Married with who? Season 5, episode 12. Historic original air date, January 6th, 1991. We start the new year off right. Mm. No offense, uh, Steve, but... <laughs> This is like uh, an era of the show that is just a lot of fun to me and most people, I think. And it, not not to say that Steve wasn't fun or anything, but there's a certain energy brought to the show now. Uh, director Jerry Cohen, writer Ellen L. Fogel. So she did a tremendous job on this episode. Marcy wakes up to discover a man in her bed and a wedding ring on her finger. Oh, we all know what that's like. <laughs> Jamie, how many times did you wake up married? Ah, uh, seven, eight, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> That's just this year. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, episode was taped on December 14th, 1990. Uh, Ted McGinley returns as Marcy's new and lazy husband, Jefferson Darcy. He was last seen as Norman Jablonski, if you guys remember, in season four the episode It's a Bundyful Life Part 2. Basically what happened was what he said this happens a lot when he does guest spots on shows people just really seem to like him and his presence and his energy and they go, well that was really good uh, do you want to come back and do anything else? And he said that's basically exactly what happened here. He played a different character, they thought he'd be a one-off but they just really liked him for some reason. They thought he really just looked good with everybody and he fit the show. It was just good stuff. Um, His name is Theodore Martin McGinley. 
He was born May 30th, 1958. He's 60 years old right now. He was 33 in this episode. And he was born in Newport Beach, California. Yeah, well, to me, most people, I think, know him from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, classic. He actually came back for part three also. Did he? Yeah, the TV movie. They made a TV movie? Oh, Lord. It is not good. (laughs) I didn't think it would be. (laughs) Yeah, his name was uh, Stanley Gable. He's best known for being on Happy Days, which he says it was tough to break into that cast. Like, they weren't as welcoming and inviting as the... He said Married Children. He said it was the the greatest experience. People just welcomed him right in, made him feel at ease. He said on Happy Days, the only people who did that to him were Fonzie and the mom of the show, Marion. He was on The Love Boat in 1977. Happy Days, 74. Dynasty, 1981. The West Wing in 99. He was a male model, and he was spotted by a casting director after appearing in GQ magazine, and he was offered the role of Roger Phillips on Happy Days after that, pretty much. He also did a string of movies, including Young Doctors in Love in 82, Revenge of the Nerds in 84, Wayne's World 2 in 93. Yes. He was Mr. Scream. I posted that on our uh, Married with Children group page. Join that, guys. He was in Major League Back to the Minors in 98, which I don't remember him for some reason. And he was in Pearl Harbor in 2001. (laughs) That movie sucks. (laughs) At least he combed his hair. Right, exactly. That other guy didn't comb his hair in that movie. Uh, some weird facts. Uh, the high school in Happy Days was Jefferson High. Oh! The Married Children creators worked on the show The Jeffersons. Ooh. Ooh. Ron Levitt and Michael Moy. So I don't know if that came to mind when they were naming him or anything like that. Alex, isn't that odd that we have another Wayne's World reference? We, we just had one last night on a different podcast. That's crazy. Yeah. We reviewed Bohemian Rhapsody. Guys, go watch that movie. It is amazing. And if you're fans of Wayne's World, uh, you'll you'll love it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, wow. Where do we even start? How about the beginning? Oh, that's a good place to start, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so Bud and Kelly are yammering in Al's ear that they want a party. But now this is a bizarre plot line to me with Kelly. I'm, I'm not understanding this, but Bud wants a party for his soccer team. For what reason, I don't know. I don't know if they won a championship or anything, but Kelly wants apparently an extremely belated graduation party. Right. Wasn't the first episode, wasn't it all about how Kelly graduated and, <laughs> and all that stuff? Why are we here what episode is this? Twelve or something? <laughs> like, like in the timeline too. It's like two years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. After the nine months of ha- trying to have a baby. Exactly. Yeah, I I don't understand this whole thing. And then the party changes midway through, becomes something else for Kelly, and then minutes later, it's back to. Okay, we'll get there when we get there. I guess. Has Bud always played soccer? No. I didn't know this about him. Right. I See, I thought they were going to go the softball route again, you know, because, like, we've seen the whole family uh, do that. 
But soccer? No, we haven't seen that so far. I don't think he's mentioned it, no. Uh, His team is named the Reapers, (laughs) (laughs) which is uh, kind of funny. Um, It's actually, yeah, no, that the whole thing is shown, the soccer team is shown for the first time in this episode. And maybe never again. I don't really remember Bud being a soccer player. It's kind of (laughs) random. Right? All the other parents are throwing a party for my soccer team. Can we throw a party for my soccer team? My soccer team says suck. I want a party and I want one now. Money, 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 money. Mom, Daddy's gone away again. He's just visiting his retirement property. How are we supposed to know? He's always a veg. Just as well. I'm sick of looking at him anyway. Do you guys remember... In season one, Al mentioned Lake Chickamacomico in the episode Nightmare on Al Street. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, when Marcy kept having those dreams that she was uh, doing something with Al. About to sleep with him, but never really did. But she said, uh, (laughs) the way they described it is as if she was having sex with Al in dreams. (laughs) Right, right. This it's, It's funny how that was brought up all the way back then, just for the funny name. They never even used it and somehow made it into such a great plot line here. Now, do you think Jefferson was still making money off of people during during that time? Season one? <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, I mean, he, has, he has spent time in prison, so... Right. If he went to jail for it, and then, you know, it takes a little while for, for a trial yeah. to happen and send him to jail, it would match up. Right. You know, like if he was doing it for two or three years and then he went to jail for a year or two or whatever. No, it does match up exactly. Right. Yeah. He he somehow had a link to Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> so the closest thing I could find to Lake Chickamacomico is a lake called Lake. <sighs> oh, this will be fun. <laughs> Chobanagangamog. Ladies and gentlemen. No, ready? Lake Chobanagangamog. Listen, I'll send it to you. I want to see either one of you say this. I'm tired of being the the (laughs) whipping post of this pronunciation. That's not a real name. Dude, read it out loud. Go ahead. Lake Cowabunga. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That's not even real. Chobanagangamog. Yeah. You just say it faster, but I... Chobanagangamog. Yeah, you just say it faster. <laughs> well, I'm going to speed my uh, thing up when I uh, rebroadcast it. <laughs> Double speed. <laughs> That's all I get expert. Oh. oh, Peg, not you. I was in a hammock, mourning the anniversary of your passing. <laughs> Daddy? Well, see, kids, it was a dream. Uh, you were replaced by two six-packs in the refrigerator. Well, weren't we cold? I was. You were empty. Oh, Al, it's going to take you 20 years to pay off that property. And then once it's paid off, I'm never going to let you go there. Come on, honey. Take this how well do you know your mate quiz. How? Oh, my God. That quiz that Peg does to al how well do you know your mate (laughs) that was so what color is my hair how could he forget he describes peg as the red monster the the red this the red that and he doesn't even remember her hair is red 
Right. <laughs> we get to probably the greatest setup and joke ever. Me and my wife have done this in front of people just as a goof because she thinks this is so amazing that we we fake the whole thing and we'll do it in like with like six people sitting with us at a couch and stuff. <laughs> Question two. Who would you rather spend the night with? A, your wife, or B? B. <laughs> B. <laughs> we were dying laughing at that, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we had to pause that for a second because we were laughing so hard. <laughs> Peggy, I need some advice. Can we have some privacy? <laughs> Open up, babe. <laughs> Tell us what you got. We're here for you. Uh, well, I went to a banking seminar this weekend. And I guess the whole world knows no one parties like a banker. She got totally wasted. Like, we all know she does. We saw her at the Christmas party. Yep. We know those bankers know how to party. Yeah, they do. They do, though. On top of tables. Anyway... <laughs> All I know is I woke up this morning with a man in my bed. I don't even know who he is. Well, that's easy. He slept with you. He's the stupidest man on earth. Al, we're talking about sex. Leave it to those who do it. (laughs) Now, Marcy, this is serious. I want you to steady yourself and concentrate. Was he any good? (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know what he looks like. All right. (laughs) Well, when I woke up, his head was buried in the pillow. But I do know one thing. Apparently, I married him. You got married? Oh, let's not panic. If you married everybody you went to bed with, you'd be Mrs. Paperboy, Mrs. Insurance Man, Mrs. Navy. (laughs) Now, I got to tell you, you know, I, I love watching Jefferson on this show, and I never really knew the origin but I gotta say that this is like the best way to come in. <laughs> I did. I did not expect this at all. Like she married him after getting drunk one night. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and like there's. I like how neither one of them even ponder the idea of an annulment or anything. <laughs> right. That's, They're just yeah. like, well, I. I guess this is this our is life. This is my life now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Jason in the lake. They're like, oh, this is it. We're on a sitcom. This is our life now. Yeah, no need to talk rationally and say, okay, look, dude. Right. You don't know me. I don't know you. We this is we can't do this. What, right. what are we insane? No. They're just like, okay, well. Let's go with it. I this is the first time Peg ever act- actually had a genuine reaction as if she was truly concerned. But I do know one thing. Apparently, I married him. You got married? She actually looked human. Like, usually she just seems like this, yeah. she has this blankness and this delivery that is just, just different from, I don't know, from most people. Right. And remember how I said Peg's like this mystery, like this enigma? Mm-hmm. That you don't even know what she's thinking? Right. This is the first time she ever had like a very humanistic reaction to anything. I would agree with that. Yeah, like her. Just watch again if you if you do, and look at her like her eyes, her face, her voice inflection, like everything. She finally had a normal reaction to something. So, yep. 
Marcy got married at Clyde's no blood test needed wedding chapel. <laughs> so good. Like that name is so ridiculous. Yeah, like why would you need a blood test to get married? <laughs> oh, well, th- it used to be the law. Did you did you not really? have to? Yeah. I didn't I didn't do it. No. Some states still do it. Uh, it's not required here in Michigan, so we didn't have one. So I'm guessing it's not required in New Jersey either. Um, some states still do it, but basically they did it to make sure that you weren't related. Oh, seriously? I, yeah. I, Most people think, or I, th- I think a lot of people probably assume it has something to do with like diseases or right. whatever, you know. Like, no, you they're just making sure you're not brother and sister. Oh, wow. Now, where do they draw the line? Like, what if you're like second cousins? Oh, second cousins usually is a is kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jefferson has his first scene ever on Married Children, and I do mean Jefferson. Well, and I gotta say too, him he came in hot. He got an applause right out of the gate. Oh yeah, well you know how it is. Uh, yes, but and I'm not. I'm not. When I say this, I'm not taking away from him. But surely, because I've seen some um, behind the scenes stuff in Married with Children. Okay. Surely they introduced him to the audience before they actually got rolling. Oh, I believe that, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I've seen them do that. Like they all stand out in front. They call each person, and they get big applause. Right. Remember, I told the story how like Kelly always got the most applause. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. To, from the live audience because right. uh, you would think you know Al or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah she got the most so that's what they do they always do that to give the live audience like some bonus stuff they said give him a warm welcome when he comes on his first scene I'm sure but I'm not saying that they wouldn't have done that anyway because people love this guy right and th- that's what I was thinking to be honest with you I'm like I don't know like bef- like I'm trying to think of like before Married with Children because this is basically all I know him from but at the same time, I don't know, I just think he's like a genuinely likable guy, period. So everybody's just like, yes. And plus everybody hates Steve, so. <laughs> well, I got to say, man, I've been get, reading a lot more uh, input from people on our Married with Children group Facebook page. I am beginning to believe people like this show more from the Jefferson years far more than the first four. And it's weird because the first, like, season three, four, and five are the golden years. But a lot of people don't even really – that doesn't really mean anything to them. To them, they're just more into the style right. that comes afterwards and stuff, you know? And No Ma'am and the Nudie Bar. They want more stuff with the Dodge. They want more four touchdowns in one game. And, you know, so do I. Um, more shoe store stuff. Because, you know, we really haven't gotten a lot of shoe store stuff. Not in a while, anyways, too. Dude, it's barely a part of this show. But now, when Jefferson came in, do you guys think that, you know, knowing his character throughout the rest of the show, do you think that his character in this episode best represented him? Like, it, like it, was this a good depiction of him right out of the gate in terms of the whole show? Yeah, I think it is. Um, I know at one point he felt that he he looked like too much of a a wussy to Marcy. See, okay, that this is what I was getting at, right? Yeah, like when she yelled at him at the end of the episode. But I also think that that makes sense in a way because you could kind of sh- see that he had some resistance in him, but he's like, "All right, we're just starting off here." But you could tell that it's coming. 
Right. Like, and and he's that character that we all know and love where he, he you know, he can take it and he can definitely dish it out, too. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's just so likable, the way he laughs along with Al's jokes. And even in this episode, he is the most easygoing guy on Earth. Well, exactly. And not only did it set up him and the, him and Marcy and their relationship and, and how, you know, it kind of shows that in this episode with him and Al as well. Like, you know, and that just like kind of sets up their their relationship, you know? Yeah, you have to be easygoing being friends with Al. Right, exactly. This is how he starts his relationship with you? He's, he, yeah. He tells you to get the hell out of his house in the first <laughs> meeting you have with him and then... Then after that, he he totally scammed. Okay, right. I know. I just thought it was laid yeah, out. It's hard not the, to get. It. I know, but from the get go, I thought it was just perfect. Like I was like, oh, nice. They're really starting here. Perfect. Like because of the way we produce the show, it it would just be so hard for me to do it if uh, we jump to places. Sorry, guys. So yeah, his first scene, he walks in. Oh God, it's my husband. <laughs> Don't tell him I'm here. She's here. Come on in. I I saw a woman come over here. Are are one of you my wife? (laughs) (laughs) So he looks at Marcy. He looks at Peg. Then he looks at Kelly in this mini skirt the blonde hair looking hot as ever twirling gum and then he goes all right (laughs) grabs her (laughs) all right (laughs) come on sweetheart let's go back to bed bye buddy (laughs) is that not the hottest thing you've ever seen in your life (laughs) that's so great here's the amazing thing like I already said, Jefferson is only 33 years old. Yeah, when I look at Jefferson now, though, oh, I, I cannot see him. I know what you're going to say. The same age as you. You can't even believe it. I just can't see that. It's weird. I can't believe that. I feel like he's the same age as me. Right. But he doesn't look bad or anything. He just looks mature. Yeah, and I think that has to do with growing up. Like, you always think people are older or whatever. And now, you know, as we get older, we still think those people should... Isn't that weird? We still think that. Yeah, there are so many uh, moms, for instance, in movies and TV shows right. that I will always think of as being older than me because right. they're, they're moms. But right. now so many of them are actually younger than I am now. <laughs> it's disturbing. Kind of is. Yeah. Yep. I don't even know how to cope with it. No, it's I, – I was watching something the other day and the parents on the show – of like the kids on the show were younger than me. I mean, it just it doesn't compute because they'd been married for twenty years or something like that, and it's just it's it's I don't know it's weird. Yeah, it's so and weird to me. Even looking back at um, you know the Andy Griffith show and then Happy Days, and then thinking about where Ron Howard is now and like what what he's accomplished as a director, you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? Like I was just watching reruns of Happy Days. Yeah, and now he's directing Solo. Right, exactly. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> no, 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 you've made a mistake. I'm your wife. <laughs> now we can go back to bed. Oh, shut up. 
Like right in front of Al, she says, let's go to bed. <laughs> she's the worst. And then Marcy puts the kibosh on the whole thing, and she's like, It's me! It's me! <laughs> you! Oh, yeah, I remember you now. You were the one on top of the all-girl banker pyramid. <laughs> oh, by the way, my name is Jefferson. I'm Marcy. Yeah, I'm Al. So now that the Beatles have been reunited, you can get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know, despite our rocky beginning, I've got a, we've got a really good feeling about our marriage. What'd you say your name was again? <laughs> Peggy, can I talk to you? Bud. We have enough information to, to tell the neighbors now, don't we? To sell the neighbors. Do you do nothing for free? <laughs> Who would buy that, though? Like, I don't understand. Like, why is that such a hot topic that it would be worth buying information like that? Um, Especially because I feel like the Bundy's credibility is probably out the window a long time ago. In term, you know? Well, unless all her information has been right, maybe she's just a good gossiper and a reliable one. Maybe. that That's true, too. But I, I, I just get the general feeling everybody hates the Bundys. And, and, and they wouldn't buy anything that they're selling. You're one of the Bundy kids, aren't you? <laughs> we don't want the Bundy kids around. Yeah, Kelly and that whole family is looked at like the Langmores in Ozark. <laughs> Great show. You're one of those Langmore kids. <laughs> Marcy needs a minute to talk this over with Peg. They go to the kitchen. Alan Jefferson go to the couch. Peggy, I'm worried. I don't know my husband. Who does and who wants to? <laughs> Face it, Marcy. The average man-woman relationship has tops three weeks of happiness. You know, it's the happiness you feel when he, he still turns away from you to burp rather than turning towards you and saying, pull my finger. <laughs> it's when he at least tries to hit the toilet. <laughs> and when during sex, you're not lying there thinking... What the hell is he doing? <laughs> you know, you're lucky. Your three weeks of happiness are ahead of you. Who cares who he is? Look at him. He's gorgeous. I say, saddle up, ride, and if he breaks a leg, shoot him. <laughs> Jamie, do you think Jefferson is gorgeous? Yeah, I mean, I particularly back then, I was really into, like, clean-cut guys who look like i loved it when a guy wore a suit back then i was i don't know what it was i think it was like alex p keaton did it to me or something like that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> alex edwards is what you alex- <laughs> yeah nothing i mean i don't know about gorgeous i don't know i don't really know i mean he's definitely very good look i don't know honestly who i would who i would classify like, if I would look at anyone and go, he's gorgeous, I don't know if I would do that. Like, I, Yeah, I besides Dan, who do you think that about? <laughs> Alex, when you're wearing that Camp Rolling Hills t-shirt. Oh, God. I, you just melt. I know. I, I get that a lot when I wear that shirt. Hot. I'm a happy camper. Da, 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 da. Oh, don't say that. It makes me sad that the uh, summer's over. <laughs> and even the, the best month after that's over. So. <laughs> right. Uh, well, hey, at least we got Jefferson, right? Yeah, exactly. All that great stuff is gone, but we have Jefferson now. Glimmer of hope. Yep. Ah, maybe it won't be such a bad winter. <laughs> now, 
Al says, now, Jeff, all kidding aside, and then he does this uh, thing, but before I even say what he says, they kind of get rid of Al calling him Jeff. Hated it. You didn't like that either, right? Hated it. No, it was horrible. It felt completely off. Would you, would, I was going to ask you guys, what would you think if he was called Jeff the entire time? That kind of be... I got to be honest with you. If he was called Jeff the entire time, I probably wouldn't even notice it. But we all know him as Jefferson, so this felt completely off. I'm like, what do you mean, Jeff? I'm like, who's Jeff? It's almost like calling Al his full name. That would be weird. Like, who knows what Al's full name is? We don't know if it's Alexander, Aloysius, or right. Albert. <laughs> we don't even know what his name is. Right. Alimony. Alligator. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why, is there midgets in this episode? <laughs> you took Chubbs' eye. <laughs> like, we don't even – yeah. I'm kind of glad they stopped that. But we'll pay attention closer because, you know, I really I never even pay attention before because I never watched this show like that, you know. So we'll see if he ever does that again. Now, Jeff, all kidding aside, run. <laughs> run hard, run now, run silent, run deep. Run like Mexican water through a first-time tourist, but the key word here is run. Don't you think she's cute, Al? Run. <laughs> when he says run silent, run deep, that is a Clark, that's a title of a Clark Gable movie from 1958. Ah. But it was just great how he tells this guy to run. And I love just looking at Jefferson's face when Al's saying these things. That's what I was doing a lot because I think it's important to see, you know, because he's new to this whole group. Mm-hmm. How does he take this stuff? You know how we said, like, we're we're kind of in a bubble and most people would be appalled if with half the things that's going on in this family, but we don't think about it because it's within this world. Right. So, you know, but if, if any of this were to happen anywhere else, people would just be like, absolutely, whatever. So it's good to see Jefferson come into this and see how he reacts to these things. And I got to say, like, he takes all this stuff pretty well. Yeah. Sits there with like a, a half smile most of the time or a basically cheerful face for most of what's going on. Even like what happens in the in the last act here, like he, he doesn't seem too upset about what Al is doing. And I think that that was purposefully done. It was a way to integrate him in a show where for future episodes, we won't really question it. And we don't have something to reference in the first episode where it's like, oh, he's going against his character. Like he just kind of goes along with it, which is very indicative of his character throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, he goes with the flow. And sometimes more, sometimes less. Like like we said, sometimes he shows resistance towards Marcy and then sometimes, you know, um, even resistance towards Al. But for the most part, he just goes with the flow. Yeah. It's just that I, I can hardly believe I'm now Mrs. Darling? What's your last name? Darcy. Marcy Darcy? Now, Marcy Darcy, what have I done? He's so happy to say it, too. And he has the no look idea. on her face after, too. <laughs> the writing is so good because they were like, how could we even make his name a joke? Right. Would we have thought of that? Like, uh, what should we name this guy? I don't know. Uh, Jefferson and then make a name that goes with Jefferson. But who would say, well, let's make a name that messes up Marcy's name. Right. And, it, and it's actually a real last name. It's not like they made something right. up. Right. 
or it's something outlandish. You know, it just fits right in. Like the name of that lake that we tried to say earlier. Mm-hmm. That's outlandish. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the way you write Darcy is uh, D apostrophe capital A R C Y. Darcy. That, the only way I know that name, that's a first name, believe it or not, of the bass player for the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> that's right. What's her name? <laughs> oh my God, that's right. <laughs> only you would make that. Prince Alice. <laughs> ah, yeah. Hey, man, it's my favorite modern band. <laughs> oh, what, what's the matter, Marcy? Well, aside from the fact that I now have the name of a cartoon character, <laughs> I'm married and I don't even remember the wedding. You remember this, don't you? They're too drunk, so we haven't brushed their teeth yet. <laughs> well, cut that out, you two. We don't do that in our house. And I refuse to let strangers lay their vile customs at our doorstep. And the Yankees take the field. <laughs> you, you know what I was just thinking? The hangovers do come true. <laughs> Instead of saying we shouldn't be married anyway, let's, like I said, get this annulled, he says. No, I, actually, I was thinking if you want to have a wedding to remember, let's have one. Let's have the grandest wedding we can afford. Yes, let's. I have $2,000 saved. Okay, and uh, let's see. That brings us to a total of uh, 2040 <laughs> So then we get to another amazing line, and it's something that's uh, tons of foreshadowing here. Uh, I have $2,000 saved. He goes, okay, well, that brings us to, and he goes into his wallet. <laughs> he says 2040 <laughs> Now, Jamie, what would that be for today? Now, did they end up giving the 2040, like, all of that to them? Because Peg and Al only keep referencing $2,000. Oh, he kept his 40? Okay. From this point on. (laughs) On top of the money that he already took from him. I mean, that's what I got from I got $2,000. I got $2,000. That's a Wayne's World reference again. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) But they said (laughs) $5,000. Okay, Jamie, so how much, if they had a wedding today, how much money did they put into it? (laughs) $3,706.89. Yeah, that doesn't even cover my flower cost. (laughs) That won't even cover two pounds of cold cuts these days. (laughs) Oh, God. Dude, this episode is brutal. Beaks and claws. Oh, God. Yeah, if they throw some beaks and claws in it, it'll definitely fill out the table. There's something about... 12 cents a pound is outrageous. I wish you could get meat for 12 cents a pound. Right? I like how Al says, now what animal is that? <laughs> like, that would matter anyways. Like, he wouldn't care if he was serving jackal meat. <laughs> right? Every time I, I hear beaks and claws, though, I get, like, sick to my stomach. Like, that's like, say, like saying, like, puke to me. i just like, oh, God, it's so disgusting. Like, can you imagine just, like, going through cold and seeing a beak? Oh, God, dude, stop. Yeah, can you imagine biting into a sandwich and you see a foot? Oh, okay, stop, 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 dude. I can't do it, dude. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> so nasty with the little nail on it. Oh, oh that, that's what I expect to see when I bite, when somebody eats a liverwurst sandwich. Dude. <laughs> 
with the olives in it. Oh, God. So Alan Pegg fantasize of this money. <laughs> they're dancing. They're all dressed nice. The money's coming down. When they hear $2,000, that's a huge deal to them. Even though they just passed up half a million. Oh, no. It was one million, right, basically? Yeah. In today's money, almost. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Yeah, for that baby that they never had. <laughs> We can book a hall. Oh, now you can't book a hall. I won't hear of that. How impersonal. You'll have your wedding in God's cathedral. Our backyard. Your backyard is Buck's toilet. No, your backyard is Buck's toilet. So what do you say? I don't know. You think we can trust them? Of course. They look... Perfectly trustworthy to me. And besides, it's a closer trip to the honeymoon suite. It's fascinating to me that the only question here is, do you think we can trust them? I'm sitting here like, what? That's what's at question? Right. Not, not do we really want to have our wedding where they just cleared out Bundyland? <laughs> right. Why would you want your wedding in your neighbor's backyard? Right. Unless your neighbor is Will Smith or something. Right. What are we doing here? The, all you're worried about is can we trust them? I mean, I, I realize that Clyde's no blood test needed, uh, you know, chapel there is a lower end place. But is it really going to get any better here? I mean, is this a wedding to remember? Do you see any difference between the two places? I mean, I guess the whole thing is that the crux of it all is that Marcy can't remember it at all, so she wants to remember something, but this sounds like a wedding to forget right off the bat. But see, with Marcy and her decision-making in terms of, like, trusting the Bundys and relying on them, for like, it's kind of gone out the window at this point. Like, especially the this last season, like, she just she, – she does show resistance for sure, but there's other things where it's, she just – like they're like they're best friends or something, and this right. kind oh, of yeah. falls into that category. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> With her, it's like fool me fifty times. Right. There's no the shame is beyond. Like, why would she ever? Like, she works at a bank. Why would you ever willingly give the Bundys over two thousand dollars of your money? And when you ask for receipts or proof of anything that this is spent on, like, well, I want to say what you're putting it on because I don't want to give the whole 2000 Maybe it, it wouldn't cost that much if it's in your backyard. Like, whatever. Right. Like, it is outrageous what go, transpires on in this episode. I don't even know. Well, we'll get there. So $2,000 buys a lot of dreams, eh, babe? <laughs> Oil you up again, ma'am? I'm sorry your husband fell into that volcano so he couldn't enjoy a while. They sure are biting, eh, Mr. Bundy? Too bad the wife did a header into that quarry. She sure would have loved your retirement property. Oh, Al. Oh, Yeah, I, I want to cater a wedding. I'm expecting about 60 people, so I need about two pounds of cold cuts. Dude, I get like half a pound of meat, and it lasts me two days taking it to lunch. Two to three tops if I'm really eating light. Right. Yeah, what's your cheapest price? Uh-huh. 
Uh, and, and what kind of animal would that be? Well, 12 cents a pound is pretty steep. Well, well anyway, c- could you throw in some beaks and claws? You got a deal. Jamie, what are cold? Because I don't buy cold cuts that much. Isn't it like three ninety nine a pound usually? I don't know. I don't buy them either. either. No. Okay, I think it is. It's like four or five dollars a pound. That's exact. I was just gonna say. Yeah, it's I mean, I think higher. that sounds about right. Yeah, it, de- it depends on what you get to, and yeah. Yeah. And he was haggling over twelve cents at two pounds. That's he's literally spending like twenty four cents. <laughs> and he doesn't like how could you how could you not even dress it up to make it look like you spent money on this thing he is not willing to spend anything of that money right not even forty dollars worth just use jefferson's money right exactly. i don't think they spent 40 bucks on this wedding no it doesn't seem like it <laughs> well let's break it down you needed what um uh a bottle of rum was it and a playboy for the guy to marry them. Oh, right. Right? Yeah. Which technically he didn't even have to. I, that's what baffles me is, I mean, that's money. He, he spent more money on that than he did on right. the, the that's entire what, catering. That's what I'm saying. That's but I mean. he didn't even have to do that. They were all legally married. All right. you had to do was have somebody stand up there and fake it. Right. He could have had any. He could have had a bowling guy do that. Yep. Yeah. That, and th- that they don't know, you know. Hi, oh, yeah. Al. Did you, did you know there's a little rain cloud that only hangs over your house? <laughs> yeah, it showed up after the kids were born. <laughs> what can I do for you? Well, listen, Al, if, uh, if Marcy should come by asking for me, w- would you tell her I went out to buy her a gift, okay? You're running, huh? It's never quite the same when you're sober, is it? <laughs> no, that's not it, Al. You see, I, I, I just haven't found a way yet to tell Marcy that well, I have to see my parole officer. Why, what, why does that matter anyway? What standards can a woman have who marries a guy she doesn't even know and then just stays with him? Like, do you think she really cares that you were in prison at one point? Right. Like, would, I, I would assume she doesn't, you know? Well, I mean, look at her ex-husband with the whole Bosco situation. <laughs> like, really, he got arrested for that. He didn't go to prison. He went to jail, though. Yeah. She stayed with him, had no problem with... And she even, uh... Oh, no, she didn't bail him out, right? She was going to go buy something with the money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you mean like if there's only a bucket of beaks at the wedding, you'll go crazy and start slashing kind of parole up? <laughs> no, I don't want you to get the wrong idea, Al. I'm not a bad guy, okay? I, I just, uh, you know, I stole a bunch of money from people who trusted me. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> You're not going to tell anybody, are you, Al? It's not something I'm real proud of, especially since I got caught. <laughs> it turns out he went to prison because he stole a bunch of money from people who trusted him. So that's not that bad. No. Compared to throwing a turtle in the ocean? <laughs> the lake. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if it was the same lake. Oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, maybe he threw it in Lake Chickamacomica. <laughs> that's where Bosco belongs. And, and, then he, and then he would get mutated, become a ninja turtle. Yuri, are you saying chicks at Comic-Con? Yes, that's exactly what we said. <laughs> Chicks at Comic-Con. Yeah, wow. Bosco would have become a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. If only, if only he threw him in that lake. Wow, what an amazing tie-in, dude. Wow. God. See, Steve, you couldn't even get that right. 
If you left it up to Jefferson, he would have done the right thing. Right. He would have thrown him in there because he knows about that lake. Yep. Long live Bosco. Long live Jefferson. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Jerry's hating you this episode. (laughs) Good. He's like punching the speakers. (laughs) He asks Al not to tell anyone, you know, because Al has so far shown that he's a real stand-up guy. Right. Jeff, I'll tell you something. Telling Al Bundy is just like telling the wind. Well, thanks, I appreciate it. That's all right. See you. Go ahead. Thank you. And Al says something that makes no sense and would really make me worry. He says, telling Al Bundy is like telling the wind. Well, doesn't the wind just kind of blow through everyone? (laughs) Basically. (laughs) (laughs) So Al wants to tell Peg the secret instantly. They play charades? Poorly. Yeah, it's not even real charades. Yeah, nothing about it is how you you play, right? You don't say anything. (laughs) Like... You're not well, supposed plus to talk. his hand signals were all wrong, too. Right, right. It was <laughs> completely off. Right. Yeah, it was just, it was a bizarre scene. And every time it, I watch this and it starts again, I'm like, oh, please just get this scene over with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the big wedding day is here, guys. We are at a, a monumental moment. Bud's soccer team is there. <laughs> Kelly's modeling friends are there. Who were the bikers? Who were the bikers? I feel like they knew Kelly. Oh, they were the uh, the Sons of Anarchy. They know Peg. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they all work for Gemma. Yeah, they're all Gemma Tellers. Uh, she's she's the matriarch of those guys. You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, Peg's like, listen, guys, once I get this whole uh, suburban life over with, I'm heading over to Charming. They're like Juice and they kept her secret. Yeah, they kept the secret, just like Juice did. In fact, that's where Bud got his name for his soccer team, the Reapers, because uh, he got it from the Reaper crew. That's the nickname for the Sons of Anarchy. Have you seen Sons of Jamie? No. That's why. Oh, she would love it. Oh, it's... my God. Whenever I hear people didn't see it, I'm like, oh, God. And, and by the way, I want to take partial credit for getting you into Sons, Alex. You? Uh, yeah. I talked about it for years. Not, not to say that you... You listened at all, but... What, what? No, it only took me three years to listen to you. Right, exactly. Yeah, but you're better off for that anyways, because then you got to binge watch all those seasons. Yeah. You know? How is that new show? I've asked you before, but how's the Mayan show? The Mayans? It's it's uh, it's no Sons of Anarchy. That's all I gotta hear. Hey, you can stop there. It's a slow burn version of Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Well, you gotta give it this, though. It is only season one, so... Yeah, but you know, I, w- I thought about that, and I was like, yeah, but for Kurt Sutter, it's season eight. Right. Also, season one of Sons was way better than this. Now, <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. It's strong. It's just slow, and, and it's not... You know how, like, something almost always happened on Sons that was, like, jaw-dropping almost every single episode? Yes. This doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm watching with totally open mind because I want an extension. Does anyone watch Better Call Saul? Oh, my God, yes. No. Is it good? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, is it? I mean, it's not Breaking Bad good, though, right? Uh, no, it's, it's you know what? Uh, it takes a while to get going because it's his origin story. But now they're all of it, the whole story is basically about Mike and Gus. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's great. So... Yeah, the Sons of Anarchy bikers are here at this wedding. Everyone's here that shouldn't be there. It's your eyes. Al, honey, 
What is Bud's soccer team and Kelly's model friends doing here at the wedding? Well, I had to cut a deal with the damn kids. They said they'd spill the beans if I didn't give them a party. They blackmailed me, Peg. This lack of ethics. Where does it come from? Well, I blame it on TV myself. You don't think this is going to cut into our profit, do you? Uh, that's why I eliminated some of Marcy's guests. Where's my mother? She won't be here, and you should hear this from a friend. She doesn't love you anymore. Get your red hearts here! Well, and where's Aunt Mary? Mary, Mary, Mary. Oh, she got snowed in. She lives in Phoenix. Oh, yeah, that was Ida got snowed in. No, Mary's the one who, uh, who died. Get your wedding pretzels! Welcome to my wedding. Are you a friend of the groom's? <laughs> Marcy didn't talk to her mother or her aunt or her sister the days leading up to this wedding? She left it to Al to invite them. Like, this is what I'm saying. It's kind of flawed from the get-go. It, it <laughs> makes for great comedy. Right. But there's no way. Like, listen, th- there's certain um, there's certain things that you could let Marcy do and, and kind of forgive her because she doesn't really have any friends. And, yeah, she, like, hates the Mondays, but she always hangs out with them. But to give everything like your wedding like the most important day of your life right to the bundies like i'm sorry but you reach a certain point where you're not even mad at the bundies anymore it's almost like you can't blame them i blame marcy for this she should know better <laughs> well and that's the thing is she does know them better than that right. and but, she's anybody. not that stupid right maybe right. she's just incredibly blinded by that jefferson d with his coiffed hair yeah i'm just baffled by what she left in al's hands um and how she how well she takes this like that would be a major thing if my mom was not at my wedding so marcy's wedding dress and the color of it so jamie how do you feel about those two things i don't even remember what her wedding dress looked like it was ugly as hell yeah i think it was ugly what color was it? It was like a off-white yellowish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. I thought maybe there was something bizarre that I wasn't remembering. Wasn't it kind of lacy or something? Yeah. Okay. Lacy Lou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be very, I mean, it wouldn't be very proper for her to wear an outright white wedding gown. By the way, I was kidding about that whole blood test thing earlier, too. They what do you testing, mean? They actually are testing for disease. <laughs> oh, man. She always has something. How dare you? And we believed her. That's what my mom told me when I was growing up, was that they were testing <laughs> if you were brother and sister. But Jamie, I, you totally had me going. <laughs> I actually think it's, I think. I think they were testing for syphilis, and that's why they don't really do it anymore because it's not that big of a deal. And a syphilis phase. But um, do you have any cereal for people with syphilis? <laughs> <laughs> a happy face. And maybe like a genetic thing. But oh, when I was when we were carving pumpkin uh, jack o' lanterns this year, <laughs> yeah. uh, Brian's like, I was like, what should I do? And he's like, because earlier I had said. I don't know if I want to do a happy face or an angry face or a syphilis face. And and he he didn't get it. And I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, what do you mean? You don't get it. And so I showed him the, and he goes, oh, okay. He had just forgotten about it. Well, then, like, 
I wanted, I was later on when I was actually carving my jack lantern. He goes, do a syphilis face. I'm like, you can't, <laughs> like, you can't really do a face. You got to wait for your pumpkin to rot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it'll be one in November. <laughs> Those kind of pumpkins aren't cheap either. You need a payment plan, especially if you're from Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Another Lynn joke. <laughs> oh, my God. People are going to start saying, okay, I, I got to see what he's talking about. <laughs> Now, one thing I did forget to get into is when I said that Kelly has her model friends there. So now I'm really confused. First, it, she wants a graduation party, which makes no sense to begin with. <laughs> then all her modeling friends are there and no one else. Then she thanks Al for her graduation party. Mm-hmm. Was it graduating from modeling school, maybe? But she just started that. Yeah, but how long can that possibly take? Right. At least a year. How many? I mean, like, I don't know. How long does it take to learn how to walk with a book on your head? I think about a year and a half. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> the only thing is, I, I'm looking for a book. There's none in this house. <laughs> that was such a dated joke. Too. That was such a common way back in the day. That was a common thing is like to learn to be a model. You walk around with a book on your head. Right. No one does that anymore. And no one would even get that today. Retirement property one to garbage scow Toxica. Come in. Toxica here, Al. We're heading into a squall. Let's kick this wedding into gear. I'm looking for his credit. I should have probably looked while the episode was on because I'm sure it said it there. But on IMDb, the only credit you see is announcer. I guess that's him. Now, this guy's name is Ed Hall. And he's in – this is his first of 13 appearances on Married with Children. Oh, wow. And he's he's the announcer for the Jay Leno show. Oh, wow. What? Oh, wait. At, oh, wow. Okay. From the NBC studios in Burbank, California, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Featuring Brandon Marsalis and The Tonight Show band. Tonight, Jay welcomes Walter Cronkite. Comedian Carrot Top. And musical performances by the cast of Jesus Christ Superstar. I'm Ed Hall. And now, Jay Now, he did that before Stuttering John became the announcer, I guess, right? Didn't the guy from the Howard Stern show become the announcer? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I know that's, that's he it. used to be on Ricky Lake on occasion. He played a judge on the Ricky Lake show. Back when she had that... <laughs> back when she had that talk show and she would occasionally do like some mock courtroom, you know, um, drama stuff. And she would bring on stuttering John as the judge. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember Ricky Lake. She was in that movie cabin boy. That's a, that's a huge <laughs> hit that you guys should know about. She was also in that movie. Who's in Gilbert grape. Yeah. <laughs> Cereal mom. Yeah. Oh my God. Cereal Hairspray. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The Ricky Lake hour. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> the Ricky Lake power. Her hour. name was featured in Scream. Oh That's my God. That's right. Ricky Actually, Lake. Her, they they name checked her show. Wow. And that has nothing to do with this show. <laughs> All right, everybody, take your places. Places, everybody. Where's Reverend Appleby? Uh, he had an exorcism in Akron. Let's go! Let's go! Well, the bridesmaid's in place. That 
Hey, unlike your sister, at least he cares enough to be here. Um, now, Buck is a bridesmaid. How could you possibly, like, this, this is beyond having no regard for someone. Like, I, I am just appalled at what's gone <laughs> down here. You dress up a dog <laughs> and just stand the dog next to the speakers? Like, that says it all right there. Dude, I am just, this is unbelievable what is happening here. It is amazing. It's almost like Ellen L. Fogel somehow sat in bed for a week and thought of every single low-life thing you could possibly manifest at a wedding. <laughs> ever. Is this not the most brilliant thing you've ever seen in your life when it comes to what's happening here? Oh, it's ridiculous. At every turn, it becomes more appalling. Right. Right? I mean, you think it can't get any worse. Like, first we start off with 12 cents and beaks and claws and what animal and this and that, the other thing. And then you get to the wedding and you're just, like, baffled. <laughs> I was loving it, though. I thought it was so, like, I've been to some ghetto weddings before, but this this takes the cake. Dude, this has to be the trashiest wedding in the history of mankind, right? <laughs> Uh, you'd be surprised. I've been to some pretty bad ones. <laughs> but could any of them be this bad? Like, no. I, I literally want to show this episode to people who don't know this show. Right, right. That don't even know this type of humor and just look at the look on their face. Well, bring on the orchestra. Now, Jamie, do you always feel that Peg will ever be the, the voice of reason and go, Al, we can't do this. This is Marcy's wedding. But then she comes out playing the uh... accordion. Do you ever have this weird hope that Peg will? No. No, right? Well, well look what she's done to Al. No. <laughs> Jefferson, Jeff, come this way. Come this. You two approach the speaker. Get <laughs> Meg, you still there? Yeah, but we're taking on water here. Have a couple join hands. They're already joined, Hank. Do you take this woman to be your wife? I, I do. I can't hear you. You did, Hank. Now the broad. You take... I would now like to read a poem I wrote to my love. Jefferson, my sudden love, my love so true, my shining... I can't hear you, hon. I do! I never pronounce you. We just hit a speedboat. Look, you're not husband and wife. Full of stir. Let's get out of here. You may now kiss the bride. I may now kill the host. This is the worst day of my life. Where are my guests? Where's the photographer? Well, I, I did better than that. I got a winning artist. But... <laughs> And then Bud comes up. I love that. Oh, I got a wedding artist. He's like, it'll take some time for some copies. <laughs> but the way he struts over, like he's so proud. And he's so proud. He's so amped. Like what? This is totally legit. It's the worst drawing ever. It was the cutest thing. I was actually thinking, you know what? I would like that. 
<laughs> I was going to stick figure drawing of my wedding. It was so it was so stupid though that I felt like that should have been Kelly that did that. Actually, yeah. You know, but like it was still good. Yeah, Kelly didn't do anything, did she? Yeah, maybe it should have been Kelly. Um so why would you want guests there? Number one, look like once you look around, aren't you so glad nobody showed up? And then why would you want a photographer to capture anything that's transpiring here? Would you really want to look at this again? Wasn't expecting that, right? But I guess at the when at the time she asked it, she had already seen everything. She should be so glad that these people aren't there. Hey guys, want to represent the Married Children podcast? Go to tpublic.com. T e e p u b l i c. Dot com. Just go to the search bar and type in Married with Children Podcast. They have everything you need to rep your favorite podcast, tank tops, long sleeve shirts, baseball t-shirts, crew necks, hoodies. They even have these in kid sizes, phone cases for all different styles and sizes, laptop case, stickers, wall art, notebooks, mugs, pillows, tote bags, travel mugs you name it they got it all guys and for great prices go to tpublic.com for all your married with children podcast representational needs (laughs) al buddy you will pay for this you're a cheat a thief and a liar well now would it make you feel any better if i gave you a wedding present well it's a start okay it would take that's the start of years of repairing this well, yeah, and that's the that's the funny thing though. It's so outrageous to begin with, and it's like you you clearly know that they're just setting it up to get even worse. <laughs> like, and that's the whole joke though. It's just like she has to go along with it because it just keeps getting progressively worse. And then he get, yeah, and then he gives her a glimmer of hope, and she's like, "Really? Just so we can drop another bomb?" Your husband was in prison. <laughs> You were in prison and you didn't tell me? Well, I think it's time to go to the airport. Kids, turn on the sprinklers. Wedding's over. <laughs> when you turn the sprinklers on to make all your guests leave because they don't want to get wet, <laughs> that is just like, oh my God. <laughs> so classic. Uh, well, I guess we should get off the lawn. The sprinklers are on now. I'm not going to stand here and get wet, right? <laughs> Son! You're looking at the official owner of Lot 31, right across the highway from a view of Lake Chickamacomico. Oh, Dad. Where's Mom? She's at the airport. And don't worry, she can earn enough to get home. She uh, took her accordion with her. Now, what about the airport? Like, I thought they were going there. Peg is apparently there, waiting to get on a plane or something. Oh, he probably dumped her off and said, I'm going to park the car. I'll be right in. And then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love how we could just chalk it up to something like that. When when in normal circumstances, that'd be completely outrageous. But for this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I buy that. <laughs> yeah. And then he went to go drive over to somewhere and pay off this this like how how are these guys still have an operation? Like, aren't they put they all didn't they all go to prison for this? Like, right. Uh, or where would he go to dump all that money off at once? And what an idiot to do that. Like, God, $2,000 just gone. Kelly took off to uh, Charming with the bikers. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Wisconsin. I was reading that wrong. <laughs> Al? Hey, Jefferson. Where's the blushing bride? Oh, she's jabbing a fork into the eyes of the little groom that was on top of our wedding Twinkie. Hey. <laughs> good, 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 good. They had a wedding Twinkie, by the way, as if you thought this couldn't get any worse. <laughs> but at least they went as far as to get the little plastic groomsman and bride to put on it. So, uh, like, I gotta be honest with you, I had a, I had a Twinkie recently, and I feel like Twinkies get more disgusting the older you get. They're, yeah, I can't, I'd never, I, I don't know if I've ever eaten a whole Twinkie in my life. I, I feel like we've had this conversation before, I'm just getting deja vu, but like, yeah, the older I get, just the more disgusting it is. I don't know what Woody Harrelson was thinking in Zombieland. Oh, I know, that's weird. Yeah, not appealing to me. <laughs> Al doesn't even apologize or acknowledge selling Jefferson out for that matter. Like when they're talking, mm-hmm. he he doesn't even seem bothered, like or worried that he's going to be upset over it. Nothing. No. Son, now look at these giant redwood trees. They're over a thousand years old. I'm going to cut me one of these down. Use it for the base of the satellite dish. Listen, Al, I just uh, stopped by to thank you for utterly betraying my trust. It was malicious and foul, but. I think it's going to turn out to be a blessing. I mean, it helps get our marriage off to an honest, healthy, harmonious start. So Jefferson, he shows here he's so easygoing, doesn't even hold a grudge against Al for completely selling him out. And he actually thinks that it's a positive. He actually is looking at the bright side, thinking it's good to get this out of the way. It'll be a good start to our marriage, uh, honesty or whatever. Right. Jefferson Darcy, get your lying inmate ass over here <laughs> And then you hear Marcy, and it's just the beginning of of a marriage. Get your lying inmate ass over here right now. <laughs> and then he says something that made him seem cool, though. He didn't seem too wussified by going back over there. He said, I could... Oh, no. You know, in prison, I could have had her silence for three cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> See, right there. That was big. That was big. I like that line. Yep. So he's cool, and he knows what's up, but he'll go along with this charade because, yeah, I guess she found it out. So, okay, she she has to get over it. Exactly. So he's still cool. Wait, by the way, Mr. Darcy, what were you in for anyway? No, nothing big. Just a scam to sell plots around this toxic little waste pond called Lake Chickamacomico. <laughs> the place is so contaminated, it won't be safe for habitation till the year five million. <laughs> now, it hit the news four years ago. Would you believe it? Some of the truly stupid are still sending in payments. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and Al just sent 2,000 of his own. So all he did to Jefferson, wow, talk about instant karma. Right, right. After what you did to Jefferson's wedding, you just sent him all your money. Exactly. And, you know, if Al was smart, then he would have then just tried to get it. Like get it get from it back. him again. Yeah. Like, especially because, you know, he had no stakes. Like, he was just completely taking the money for the wedding. But with this, like, I'm sure he felt anyways, like, that's his money now. <laughs> you know? So so I, th- I feel like he would have a different mentality or at least be more motivated because he felt ownership of the money that he stole that Jefferson stole technically, too. Yeah, I- like, you got to assume that $40 came from that, too, right? 
<laughs> yeah. Like, why else would he have money? Could have been his prison wages. That's true, yeah. That was his leftover canteen money. <laughs> yeah, he was one of those guys on the side of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's another guy. After they do that, they put him in a big garbage bag. There's another guy who drives by and collects all the garbage bags. Like, why could... Because I guess those guys come off of a bus, so they can't keep putting the garbage on the bus. Right. Yeah, they make a whole thing out of that. It's a lot of wasted money. <laughs> they make a whole thing. <laughs> Where is our 20 cents going when they get 20 cents an hour? <laughs> I think it's like 17. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that beats going to Hawaii with the peg, right? Uh, just giving your money to nothing. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, Al is still buying the lot. It's just that he can't go to it. Right. Exactly. So the next scene is, uh, you know, earlier in the episode, we got it. That's obviously the theme song to Andy Griffith. Isn't that cool, though, that they did the Andy Griffith thing with somebody that was on the with the kid from Andy Griffith? Oh, yeah. Ron Jefferson and, and Happy Days, you know? Yeah, that's a weird tie. I wonder if that was right. I wonder if that was on purpose. Probably not. But, you know. It seemed to fit naturally. Yeah, I don't right. know. It's a recreation of guys go look up the Andy Griffith intro for the show. Same music, almost same exact thing. They're walking down that, that lane and they walk over to a lake. And uh, Ron Howard skips a rock just like they do here. But here, Al and Bud are going, despite the warnings. Uh, they grow tails, Al's arm falls off, it's a big joke, and Al kicks it across the ground. <laughs> like, whose arm falls off and somebody is so okay with it so instantly that he kicks it across the room? <laughs> whose arm falls off? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that fake freaking arm Al's walking with. Yeah. Like, how obvious was that? That is so funny. That's I didn't even notice the arm. I was really? just looking at Bud's hair. Oh, my God, I know, going, right? What's going on with his haircut? And I was like, well, I guess they – and this is the whole – the thought process that went through my mind. I was like, what is up with his hair? And I'm like, oh, I guess they did – maybe they were trying to emulate Opie, but right. if they did, that's wrong. That's completely um, wrong. Yeah. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I didn't – and then Al rubs his head and a big chunk of hair comes off, and I was like, oh. Uh, great. <laughs> wait, wait, Opie Winston? Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, and I love when you look at the lake, it's bubbling, and it's smoking, and there's garbage all in it. That is just <laughs> absolutely perfect. What an ending to such an amazing episode. I mean, <sighs> God, this is, uh, yeah, this is one of those great, great shows to, uh, to do. Okay, we'll be right back. No, ma'am, we'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. 
All right, how many lots around Lake Chickamacomico are you buying for this episode, Dan? Oh, man. Um, I would totally give this five plots for sure. I love this episode. Uh, lots of moments where I just completely busted out laughing. And uh, that seems to be a theme as of late with this because you would get them scattered throughout certain episodes. But lately, they've just been... They've just been bringing the heat. They've been spitting hot fire. And, you know, like we said before, it's a classic episode where uh, Jefferson shows up. I did not expect him to come in (laughs) the way he did. That was crazy over the top. Um, It's fun for me, though, because, like I said, uh, it's one of my favorite characters on this show. So to to go back and see the origin and and more importantly, to see everything leading up to this, um, everything just makes a lot more sense and everything fits perfectly. uh, And to see the origin was great. So five pots of land uh, bought from Jefferson himself. Oh, yeah. All right. Jamie, how many lots are you buying around Lake Chickamacomico for this episode at a five? I think I'm also going to buy five lots. Uh, <laughs> this is, I mean, it's it's an iconic episode. It's, you know, this is a big deal. And it was very funny. Like they, like Dan said, they're bringing the heat. It's, yep. um, yeah, and by the time we get done, there are going to be no more lots around this place. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no more availability. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're right, Jamie, because 15 lots altogether are being bought. We just bought we just bought the whole lake. Uh, this is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> this is definitely... We should go back and find out all the ones that got straight fives all the way across the board, because this is definitely one of them, well-deserving. I mean, Ted McGinley coming into the show, came in hot, killed it, fits right in. Uh, you like him right away. He seemed to know his character right away. The whole lead up, the way he came into the show, like Dan says, uh, the whirlwind of chaos at this wedding. Ellen Fogel destroyed this episode. Like, oh my God. Like, can you imagine when everybody read the script? They're like, wow, this is mm-hmm. great. Right. And Jefferson was probably like, wow, man, this show this is going to be really good. You know, everyone must have been so excited. And all their performances, Marcy having to deliver these lines and stay true to character and just somehow play it off like anybody would even go for this stuff is amazing the way she did it it's really believable Mm -hmm. everyone's just so in tune here uh just really amazing so five out of five and a great cap ending you can't forget that ending I say this a few times in five years at the end of the show because they remember that ending with the Andy Griffith when Al went to Lake Chip and Congo was black and white and his arm fell off and Bud's <laughs> hair was re- and we'll all remember that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you can't say that about everything. Classic. So, yeah. So, wow. Great time. Uh, Marcy, single days are over, guys. Her her crazy little uh, lost weekend that lasted a uh, couple months is over. Steve is forgotten, and now... We, and I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you were <laughs> just, right. Go with it. <laughs> I just wanted to mess with Jerry. Uh, we should have him send something in at some point, uh, what he thinks of all this. Yeah. Tune in next week for another great time like we just had now with Godfather. Al entertains notions of greatness when he discovers Kelly's new boyfriend, 
is an influential politician. He does a good job too. <laughs> <laughs> is it another brother from Mongo? Oh, I got a brother who's a politician. 